this month, Metal Blade Records will release the latest installment of the label's legendary compilation, Metal Massacre 15. Curated by Decibel Magazine's editor-in-chief, Albert Madrian, the collection will once again contain a sampling of contemporary heavy metal and features exclusive tracks from Midnight, Many Suffer, and Ripped to Shreds. Purchase your copy of Metal Massacre 15 now at metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. Once again, guys, the compilation we've all been waiting for. Metal Massacre 15. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It is I, your host, Petr Spych. I am always joined by... Just Brandon Hahn. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at your buddy Gooch. And this is a special .5 extra episode for you guys this week. Uh, we always try to get these in there when we can, when it makes sense. And this is just one for you. So we're going to touch on a couple stories before we jump into our interview with our guest this week. Our guest this week is Mark from Caliban and their new EP, Zeitgeister, is out May 14th, guys. We'll be playing a couple tracks. Make sure you check it out. Before we get into the interview, though, hey, let's just touch a little bit, just a little bit on the Metal Sucks news, my friends. All right, so let's get into some little bit of, I don't know, dark guessing, if we may. Oh, I love dark guessing. Dark guessing. (laughs) What's my favorite type of guessing? Look, Marilyn Manson. Oh, love it already. Yeah, yeah. Love where this is going. There has been many, many people that have come out and said, you know what? I thought you were cool, and the shit you did to me was definitely not cool now that I look back on it, Um, and... Look, we saw what happened to many other people in his position of power, um, and they have gone down for a long, long time. A third person has now sued him with all this documentation, and they're going after him. And this is happening in Los Angeles. This isn't happening somewhere in a red state. Um, so let's discuss. I'm not going to discuss the details. They are they are ugly, but like I said, there's two sides to every story. This is personal stuff, and obviously the law is involved. So I'm not going to give my opinion on it all, but let's just dark guess what's going to go down here. Is Marilyn Manson going to be gone and go to jail for the rest of his life like uh, some of these other cats that had multiple people on top? No, I don't think it's going to be going to jail for the rest of his life. Um, Again, you look at Cosby, you you look at uh, and these guys are like. In a court of law, guilty. So we can say that, hey, these guys, I think, whatever. I think the Weinstein, the rest of their life, dude. I think the difference. Well, I mean, they were older, but yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think with, uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, in this situation, I feel like in the Weinstein and the Cosby situation, it's like, especially in Cosby's situation, they didn't even know what was happening to them. They were asleep mm-hmm. and he was raping them. Uh, that Those allegations have come to play for yes. Marilyn Manson as well. Oh, okay. The exact yeah. allegations of like, hey, they were sleeping or they weren't aware and he you know, took advantage of that situation. Those allegations have been made. Right. Now, um, my, my thing is, is 
I think that with Marilyn Manson, the difference is, and I'm not saying it's any better, mm. but I just think that all the victims, if, if that's what we're calling them, uh, that were they came to Marilyn Manson. And I think they, and the thing is with Marilyn Manson, when you have a God complex, like he clearly does, mm. I just think that that's going to definitely come into play and it's definitely going to hurt you. You know, like I think that, when you have somebody that just looks at people like numbers, like basically the way we look at people on Tinder, where it's just a swipe left, narcissism, and a swipe right? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're asks, not yeah. even a person; you're just a commodity. And I think that when you reach that godlike status, I don't know. And then on top of that, too, with the victims, it's like I, I want to know: like, did you did you always feel like this was wrong, or are you stepping up now because someone else said it was wrong, and now? And now it's like, now that the more you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, this person did say that this happened. And then there's, and now, now they're just kind of projecting. These I'm not allegations sure. are, are from, I want to say the, the longest, they're 10 years ago, yeah. the majority of them. And I think eight years might be the, the shortest. So we're going back. It was a different world in 2012 and 2013. I'm not saying whatever they're saying he did is okay by any means. But what I'm saying is that it was a different world where I don't know if women thought that they could really get any justice from this kind of situation yes. and that they just kind of had to go along. You know, when I talked to my wife about it, she was like, look, I'm in situations where guys have said, hey, this is what I'm into. And she's like, I am not into that. And I rolled, you know, if. I ever said, okay, let's try it. And it wasn't my thing. I took the hard lesson and I bounced. That was my wife's reaction to it. And she's very much like, you know, unfortunately that there's a lot of men out there that, that can prey on you in that manner, but you in some way are getting manipulated to say yes. And then that's what gives it some sort of consent to them. Right. That's her stance, you know, and I'm not right. going to get involved in, in, in that. She's just putting her, her two cents in there. But 10 years later, you might look back and be like, after you have a normal relationship, after you have someone that's showing you nurture, love and love and, and, and all those things respect, after, after yeah. you, you have some distance, you can look back on that and be like, holy shit, look at the damage that you've done to me that they're probably bringing to their other relationships. And I, is that criminal? That's, that's, that's the, the argument, question, right? That's the question because it's like, I, I look at it like every single relationship that we have ever been in, no matter what, you always bring a little bit of that baggage into your next relationship. It's leaved an imprint, negative. A negative imprint. Uh, imprint, yeah. Uh, you know, and then and then so what you do is you try to overcome that. So like, I, I imagine like, especially like you look at our Evan Rachel Wood, mm -hmm. where she was 19 years old. And the, the hard part about her was, is like, people were questioning her and she was like snapping at him like AJ nothing but a number and like really like attacking people <laughs> just a lead AJ nothing but a no, no I, I don't know if she said that but but I'm just saying it's like I but know people but, but people that young that are dating somebody older it's like they always throw that out there and she would always pretend like no I'm in a position of power when actuality she was being manipulated the whole time unfortunately she was only 19 yeah and everybody that was trying to help her and telling her that she, you know no no you you think you're in love but you're actually being manipulated she was snapping at him. So it's like, at what point? So then when you're, when you're the rest of society, you're like, all right, well, I guess you got to learn on your own. Yeah. You know, well, that's, that's, that's the story of all of us. We have to learn on our own. Right. And, and yeah, you're right. From but a distance, you can see those problems, but, but, but maybe saying, that was love to them. But maybe what, their toxicity was their love. As crazy as that sounds, there is toxic relationships that I know right now that I'm like, 
for some reason, that's where they want to be and that's who they are. Right. And then later on from distance, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. Clearly, it's she, like, she's had distance from that. In that position, mm-hmm. that might have been love. And then when she takes it, but unfortunately, that's what's going on right love there. Love redefines the every time you have that's a new what relationship. I'm saying. Your identity redefines every time you have a new relationship. And the crazy part so about it is, is yeah. when you talk to somebody who is in that kind of a relationship, mm-hmm. they will defend their abuser till the end. During that time. How many times, yeah. how many times do you hear the, this story where, you know, you walk outside of a Walmart and some dude's beating the shit out of some chick. Some guy will try and be Captain save He jumps in there and he punches the guy and then the chick starts punching the guy that was defending her. You know what? I have a, uh, when I was living with you, I was 17 years old. We had a neighbor that was a female and the guy would beat her. And I heard them screaming one day and I knocked on the door and she answered. And I was like, what's going on? Like trying yeah. to do what you said. And she goes, mind your own business and get the fuck out of here. And that's what she told me. And I walked away. And I remember that at being a lesson like, oh, oh, this is just not my business, even though it sounds like he's killing her in there. Yeah. And she put me in my place. Right. And so for whatever reason, you don't know the details behind it. You don't know what's going on. Maybe there's a child involved. Maybe they're drunk. Maybe there's drugs. I don't know. But I took that lesson to be like, all right, man, never, never overstep your boundaries, even when you're seeing something you know, like that happening because quite frankly, people aren't victims until they realize they're victims. Sometimes it takes years to learn that. And that's this, and that's the part that I have a hard time with It's it's because, you know, I understand like the longer, for example, like if you would have, if the police, Mm -hmm. if like real crime investigators would have talked to Evan Rachel, Wood, I'm always going to use her as the example because she was 19 years old. And this is like, it just kind of fits the profile of what yeah. we're talking about. Manipulation and just kind the of... Other, the other girls were of the same... Yeah, I don't know how to say 19, but they're yeah, the same... they're all in the same bracket. bracket you know, same grooming, age, yeah. young, don't know shit about fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Meryl Manson comes in and, hey, I can make you feel something. You know what I mean? Uh, the problem is, is when you would have... Dude, he's got an appeal that... To, to everyone, dude. Like, I mean, he's got a mass appeal dude. to the, well, yeah. He's so, fascinating. so for an individual to be singled out, dude, his, like you said, that narcissism, it, it, it's That's very, what I'm saying. very like, uh, like engaging. When, if when I you may. are, yeah. when you are Marilyn Manson in the world and mm. the world knows who you are yeah. and all of a sudden you see, uh, and you're not, and you're a 19 year old female just trying to get, you know, you've already broken into Hollywood a little bit, mm. but no, more fame and and more more clicks on your profile can never hurt. So you're 19 years old and one of the biggest rock stars on the planet is showing interest in you and he's calling you a muse and he's saying all these things publicly and he just left Dita Von Tees for you. And it's like, the worst part about it is, is if you would have asked her right there and then, crime investigators and detectives, if they would have asked her right there and then, is this abuse? And if they even would have pointed out well, this is this is what categorizes abuse, and even showed her what mm. it was. She would have defended him vehemently. You feel that way, and that might be true, but it's still abuse. It's still it's abuse. It's a position of power, and unfortunately, um, is it criminal? Is it that's the good question. to put him out there and let everybody know? Hey, this this is the shit that happens. I I'm I'm all about that. Is it? You know, it's his job. And this is from my ass avenue, from my uh, where I'm at. It's his job to be the adult. And he knows if he's manipulating someone, he knows what route he's going. But then you have to stop and think is like, does he feel like everything he's doing is love and he's showing them a new world and something? Does he feel it's not just self-serving brutality? I don't know. That's where the courts have to figure it out. But he's definitely in the wrong in all these situations as a human being. Yeah. Now he's a criminal. 
We'll see. Do I think Marilyn Manson is going to go to jail for like 15 or 20 years? I do. Oof. I think he's he's fucking going to be I, out there for a long time. And I do. I, I mean, just because of the, the other recent things and all these things that are popping up and I'm reading what these girls are saying. I don't think any of us can sit in a jury box, hear what they say on the stand, know who that guy is, his reputation, everything like that, and not believe him. I can't see them being like, oh, these girls are lying or trying to get any kind of angle. And here's the thing. You know, so I think he's going to jail, bro. And when you're talking about the prosecutors, Mm -hmm. okay, what are they going to go for? Oh, it's easy. They're going to be like, we just need Christian people that that would that are, you know, Christian people that would look at this guy and instantly become scared. Well, that's easy to find. That's easy to find. I wouldn't be surprised if that's all the jury, if that's what they narrowed it down to on the jury. All right. So dark future question. Is Marilyn Manson going to jail? How long do you think he'll go? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'd say five years. But he's going to go. There's no way he's not going to get... He's going to walk away from this. I think... Okay. Ugh, dude, it's so hard because it's like... I don't know I don't know what's being brought up. I don't know all the, all the, uh, the crimes that he's being accused of because there's so many people. So it's like... Let's just say it's right. I don't know. It's, it really is. I mean, I think, I think when it's all said and done, I don't know the statute of limitation in that. Um, I feel like all these might be past the statute of limitation on rape. Again, this is a guess. Hey, all it takes is one. But um, yeah, if it's, let's just say it is that. If it's that, then yeah, dude. He's going? You have to. Like, you, look, you can't, I, I really don't know how to put this because it's like you are, and if you're in Marilyn Manson's position, you've had so many people tell you you are God. Yeah, but, and, the, but, but, but just here's wait, the thing. Just it's wait, his job just wait, just to wait. realize. Just yeah, go wait. Ahead, go ahead. When you're Marilyn Manson and it's like you've been told every time you've been on stage that you're a God and, you know, and, and people just make it out like you're, you're not a man. You're an entity. You're, you're, a, you're a deity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you could look at someone like an equal if you are in his position and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying there haven't been rock stars that, that have it, but at the same time, dude, when you go down the list of all of our favorite rock stars, mm. I mean, there are some pines where we're like, Ooh, shit. I didn't know Keith moon did that. I didn't know Jimmy page did that. I didn't know Jimi Hendrix did that. It's like David Bowie, the list goes on and on and on, on, uh, on things that could be described as grooming or just taking or, or using your power to take advantage of somebody that isn't on that same level. I'm with you on that, I just think man. that. But I do feel that when you just said it's like it is, it is ultimately the person in power. It's ultimately going to always fall in my mind because I've been in powerful situations. You've been in powerful situations and I've chosen to do the right thing with whatever it might be. And the point is, is that. If you're in a position of power, you have to choose either to do the, you know what to do the right thing or take from someone. And if you're willing to take from someone, then eventually, you know what? You got to answer for that. Eventually, right? Now, do I believe Marilyn Manson looks at himself, like you said, as a narcissist, like he's not Brian Warner anymore. He's like, I'm fucking Marilyn Manson. And that is his true identity that he plays that part when he takes a shit by himself. I, I probably think there is some truth to that. You know, on occasion, especially when he's on drugs and, and the lifestyle that he leaves. But I also feel, unfortunately, that the enigma of him is that he might be a very compassionate person in a lot of ways. But that's not going to represent him. No, you know? no. Um, I especially think with when you listen to his last record or the one before, you see that there is some guilt. There is some shame. There is some knowledge 
but he's answering for shit when he he did during like the born villain phase. Hey, I'm gonna put out a record called Born Villain. He's not he's not feeling it then, man. Right. He's feeling fucking. Uh, I am that God. Well, yeah. I think I it's, think it comes back. It does come back, yeah. and I think that when you are a man and you take advantage of something. Look, Pete, I've had two times, two times, where. Uh, I'm, I meet a chick at a, a bar or something like that, and they passed out, like, in my car. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, we're going places, and I mean, like, we're going to, like, we're like, you want to go back to my... And here's the thing. I think she's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you want to go back to my place? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, out in my car. I have to, like, literally pick them up and took them into my bed, and I slept on the couch two times, one time the chick pissed my bed. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know. <laughs> I said, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what you get. Way. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm over here like, I don't know where this person lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do. And and it's and it's crazy because like the funny, the, the good news is, is both times that they came to, like it was mm-hmm. like, they, I mean, they, they, I, what, uh, both times I did not know this. They took pills without me knowing. Mm-hmm. So we're meeting and everything's going all right. We're making out. And then all of a sudden it's like, they just go limp on my arm. I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Yeah. So like I had to like literally carry these people to my truck, took them to my house. And then I like, <laughs> yeah. so, and then, and I got to tell you, it was the most awkward ride home because you know, they're like, I'm sorry, you know, because they're embarrassed, especially the one that pissed my bed. They're embarrassed. And I'm kind of like, eh, well, all right, well, now I'm scared because they passed out. It's like, I never want to go through that ever again. You yeah, know? yeah, no, I get it. But, the, the, but what when I'm trying somebody to say passes is that, out, you don't fuck them. Yes. And that's rule number one. And I passed it with flying colors. <laughs> and I would think the most people would. I think 99% but apparently, would. Apparently, according to some of these victims, they're saying Marilyn Manson didn't pass that test. Right. And what would you do on a jury for a guy like that? I'd be like, you got to go, bro. Now, mm-hmm. my thing is, is... This is where I differ because, again, unfortunately, it could all be lies. This is where you differ. Like no, it could all be no, like no, I'm going for money. It's or, not no. that. It's okay, the fact so. that when you have nobody telling you no, if you're in Marilyn Manson's position and you have oh, nobody enablers. telling you no, and again, the victims were also enablers. It's like, damn, like how do, does he deserve to go to jail for 20 years? You know what I mean? Like, does he? Des-? It's like that's where I go. Oh Jesus! Like they're telling, they're not telling him no, but he's kind of. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I that's that. I know he has to be punished. That's all I'm saying. I know he has to be punished, but the length and the severity. That's where I'm like, oh boy, that's a gray area. I don't know. We don't understand that world. We yeah. can't relate to that world, you know, and uh, we can't relate to the environment. We can't relate to any of it. We mean you. We can't. We no. don't understand what it's like. Um, so I'm not going to point fingers, and I'm not going to say this is this or this is that. But I will say that when you have power like he did, his actions seem to, uh, you know, need to be checked. And people he left, you know, in in a, in a very vulnerable and, and damaging place where he ruined a lot of lives because he refused to check his own actions, and he saw them as less than them, as you mentioned. So with that alone. Me personally, I do feel Marilyn Manson will go to jail for a long time. Um, but you know what? That's our dark guess. That's all we got for yeah. this special point five episode. I, just, I yeah? just want people to stop enabling that type of fucking behavior. And they just are because, though. Just because some people are famous. stopping it. Look at look yeah. around. Look look. How That's often is that happening now? Well, I don't know. They're being checked. I, I know they're being checked, but I mean, I don't know how often it happens. I, no, I know but, what you're but, saying, I mean, but, it's like, but it's it's not it, like society is checking. You but now. we need. But what yeah. all I'm saying is, is I want more empowered women 
to teach younger women exactly what being empowered means. Ah, see it that. doesn't necessarily mean getting likes on Facebook and t- Instagram and Twitter. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like we have to, we, we have to teach young women to fucking be like, get the fuck off. You're me. telling, you're telling people to listen when they're 19 years old. I know. I'm sorry, bro. The hard lesson has to happen to every single person, women, man, transgender, whatever the hard lessons have to learn. And if we all listened, we wouldn't have gone through hard just, lessons and they're not going to listen. Unfortunately, though, if society deems it as something that is unacceptable, where before it was more so 10 years ago, it was fine. I think, you know, I, like, I, I remember when 50 shades of gray, that book came out. I'm like, oh my God, wait for the 10 year reunion on this book yeah. and the shit it's going to come. Cause everybody was like, this is cool. Oh, it's coming back to haunt you motherfuckers. And in essence, society did look back on that kind of behavior and be like, that's straight fucking rape even though it made a billion dollars at the box office the three movies that's straight rape and that's the kind of shit where i think my wife was talking about where she's like look dude if that's what you're into and you say yes to that and then you walk away like holy shit i didn't want to do that you have to somehow learn from that lesson and women are going to have to do that men are going to have to do that like i said everybody's going to have to do that or we listen to the people above us which nobody's ever done in in the history of society the (laughs) unfortunate well the unfortunate truth is is the only way to get somebody to listen nowadays is to create a docu-series you know what i mean and it's like see i told you this is what was going on and it's like this completely one-sided docu-series but unfortunately though i think i think those types of things need to be shown in schools and they need to be shown and they need to be educating young women in schools. This is what a fucking predator looks like. This is what they're going to tell you. And they're going to try and tell you that your family's wrong. And they're going to try and tell you that they're the only ones that care. I just want that type of education to be implemented. It's the there, people. dude. It's there. It not is. In, not, yeah. in it, not in schools. No, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I've been, you know, a long time away, but. Um, I do feel like the the right lessons and the the right people who've gone through this before, they're they're everywhere. It's just a matter of you listening and realizing that they're not lying about it. But also, you know what? We're individuals and everybody can handle something a certain way and other people can't. I just, just want, the way it is. I just want There's probably ten girls that have been with Marilyn Manson be like, yeah, he did that shit to me too. Ah, fuck it. You're right. Ten? Maybe more. I don't know, whatever. My point is that like they're just not the person that's going to l- not take the hard lesson and walk away. Doesn't mean it's right, but I'm just saying it, it's up to the individual, dude. I just want more people... I just want some of these women to get educated again at young ages. Mm. And then I just want I just want some of these things to be shown in school just so they can at least at a young age at least see some of the techniques these people use to hook them. That's all I'm saying. And okay. it's like I really don't I I I mean I could easily be wrong. I'm sure there's people that are hearing me talk about this right now that are like he doesn't know shit, but and I probably and I don't, but I mean, but the thing is, is no, like we at least we're, have we're to, forced to discuss it because we have a podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. Like I said, I'm fine with it. But yeah, not an expert. It's true. We're not experts. It's a discussion. That's all it is. And based on the news story, you guys, if you want to go see the insanity of uh, Marilyn Manson and, and what's been going on the last couple of months, go to metalsucks.net. I mean, there is a an array of information and things. So uh, Brandon says five years. I say 10. That's what we're going I with. I always say but, five years just because. But we because feel like he's, it, both of us think he's, he's going to go to jail here. I so. didn't think, I didn't think Harvey Weinstein was going to go to jail and he did. So it's like, I, I could easily be wrong. All right, guys. Anyways, that's, there you go. You got it. You got some, some opinions from some us. Good old, good old rape talk. With, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we got to talk about rape sometimes. Oh unfortunately. God, I hate it. I hate doing it too some, without John. hard rocking. Ma- I know when it's two dudes talking, when we don't have the ladies here, when we're talking this, we do come off a little bit. It's, it, we just need their viewpoint or opinion. 
Yeah. It's it's a much more valid. Because when yeah. we have Jocelyn or Sylvia, they represent every single woman in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the guys out there are not agreeing with us trust me <laughs> so with that guys let's jump into our view with mark from caliban everybody what's going out there petter metal sucks podcast on the phone i have mark from caliban we're here to talk about the new ep zeitgeister guys it's coming out may 14th um, and what it is, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it right away. What it is, is that you guys are kind of doing a career retrospective on this record. You're pulling seven songs out. Um, the intro is its own song. That's the title track. And then we do have an original track on there. Um, and the seven songs that we're doing, they're all in your native tongue. So, um, that are kind of re-envisioned. Tell me about some of the challenges to get the vocal parts right, changing, um, the language to, to your guys's native tongue. Yeah, that was the the biggest challenge. So because you can't translate it word by word because all the phrases don't match anymore and all these kind of things. And um, yeah, because we had this overall idea to do this kind of reimagine it old tracks, uh, we thought about it for a while. How are we gonna gonna work on this? And then we decided actually to do it completely new. Like it's just like hints and bits, pieces here and there, which are like taken over to the new versions but in general like it's not translated uh it's not the, the lyrics are not just translated they are just also rewritten just about the same topic we created new kind of guitar rhythms patterns just took like tiny bits and like we just got inspired by the old tracks and kind of like wrote a new song pretty much you know mm-hmm. just as an inspiration um, some songs are more close to the original than others. Some of them are for the, I would say for the listener, pretty far away from the original. Some are maybe more close. Um, yeah, but we had this idea to do this as a special after our normal new album comes out. So for everybody out there, they don't need to worry. The next complete album will be English. It's just delayed because of COVID, Corona, you know, so, um, and we just kept the release date for the EP as it was supposed to be. So, yeah, but um, it was pretty difficult to to uh, rearrange all this. I think it took longer than actually writing complete new songs. I would imagine because you have to keep those certain elements. Now, when you when the idea first came into play, though, did you think you can just kind of use the same music and then have it go? And then at what what point were you like, look, we have to re-envision um, this and do this all from start to scratch? At what point did that happen in this process? Um, it all started with like some radio interview very long ago where someone asked, why don't you do a, a full album in German? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we saw, because we always had like one special track in, in German and we started with the uh, German with one cover song we had from Rammstein like long ago and um then we thought, okay, because we have an international audience, we can't go with a full German album just like that. So we do it as a special release, you know, and then how do we do that? And then we were discussing in the band if we just, um, yeah, if we just, some of the band, some of some members of the band had the idea, how oh, we just re-recorded live just as, uh, just as they were in a set. And then I was more, I, I don't know, I wasn't really convinced about that because I think the original tracks have they have its charm to it because of the way it was recorded. It was they, the songs are old. They are somehow 
some of them are really crappy played when we record, but it has a certain charm to it, and I don't see the reason to just re-record them because then you lose. I think the old tracks lose something if you re-record them in this kind of new recording techniques, like sound very clean. I thought that doesn't match to these songs, you know. For me, as the songwriter, I had a different. I don't know. I don't know. I, it wasn't enough for me. Let's let's call it like let's say let's say it like that. It wasn't enough for me to just re-record them. I wanted to create something new, yeah. which the old audience from us can appreciate. Like that, people from the past, old school fans can say, "Ah, oh, oh, I remember that song." Ah, oh, but it's but also that the new people, our newer fans, which came to the band during the last two, three, four albums, still can appreciate these songs. So it's like for them, it's new, and for the old school fans, there's also something something recognizable somehow and uh, that was for me like uh, a pretty nice challenge to to do that in these songs and uh, that's how why i went this way and um in the very beginning we tried to just keep them as original as possible it, it just didn't sound good you know it, it just wasn't good to my opinion at least yeah no i applaud you for for doing that because i do think when a lot of times people just re-record the classic stuff like for me like for the original fan base there's a, a genuine just energy and feel to those songs and when they sound a lot cleaner you're right it takes away a little bit um yeah. from yeah. from just i don't know the challenges that you guys might have faced at that point in your career with recording or whatever the case may be so i've always been a, a fan of uh the re-envisioning like you guys have done I, I i'm a big fan of bands that will be like let me let me take a different take let me do an acoustic version of a song that people yeah. know things like that i'm a big fan because i know the effort's the same as like you said a new record and um speaking of we i mean we brought up the new record but we're here to one more time guys promote zeitgeister it's coming out may 14th guys it's killer this ep and make sure you guys are checking it out especially old school fans man because i love the re-envisioning of a lot of the songs there was the um, the video you guys put out, uh, Intolerance, uh, Intolerance, um, and tell me about why you guys chose that track to put a video out for. It just seems very timely to me, uh, the update of that yeah, song. That, that, yeah, you're pretty spot on with your guess. <laughs> um, that's why we why we chose that, because the song is against uh, like like racism and all these kind of intolerance which goes on in the world like especially right now it is even more it, in the past it had its meaning and we thought this this is also why we chose this song as one of the tracks which has to be on the on the new one on the zeitgeist ep because it's yeah it's very very like uh i don't know we felt the need that this has to be said again and put into words put into a video because uh the times right now are completely crazy. A lot of people are freaking out, and uh, and um, yeah, we thought we thought that is somehow something we wanted to say again. You know, this is why we chose that as also the first single, or that we actually chose that as a single because it's uh, more important than ever somehow. Yeah, in my region of the world, I live in Las Vegas, so I'm out here in the states. Um, it does seem like. Um somehow I felt like racism was on a death rattle like 10 years ago and somehow it has uh, brought itself back up and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Have, do you, is it similar to your part of the world where you're seeing it more and more to be like, wow, I thought we were past this. Um, or is it just kind of what you guys are seeing kind of coming from our side of the world? Yeah, it is. It's exactly, exactly. It's really up to date somehow mm. um, everywhere in the world. And I mean, the song is not only about racism, also about like, people like 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 um bullying 
bullying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm yeah, separating. Bu- uh, bullying, yeah, like like uh, people picking on people. Yep. And of, 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 of minorities and stuff like that, you know, people who are different get treated really bad in this society these days. And, uh, yeah, and also this kind of racism is a bit more like up to date now, especially it came more to the surface because of this corona crap mm-hmm. also, you know, because there are some kind of... Uh, things going on here all these conspiracy things and then like about because some people don't believe in this corona thing and then the, the these kind of races like nazi kind of like parties try to to gather all these people to their beliefs and they think oh yeah i mean they think as we do you know it's like it's i don't know how to say that we have like a, a german word for that but i have no idea how to translate that <laughs> and but they're somehow they gather these kind of people with their false beliefs because they're some people are so lost in these times they are like confused and all this you know and then they think oh there's somebody who listens to me and believes what i'm saying you know and then yeah so um we have a pretty big problem with this right now i think yeah classic mind manipulation um of of, of people that yeah. are looking for something you know all of us at some time in our life have been weak and we need um friends we need people around us but i do think you, i agree with you that this pandemic might have made a lot of people search for the wrong friends you know quicker exactly. um through the they internet need something to hold on and these yeah. people they think there's some kind of security oh they they, they think like i do you know like uh, i mean okay they're racist but it's not so important because they think how I do, besides of the racism, you know, so they like really brainwashed and stuff like that. So it's really bad. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. And yeah, it's definitely been something because the, the track and the song, like I said, when I saw the video, I was like, all right, dude, this is this is very important. I'm glad the track got updated. Absolutely, man. And you just brought up the 20 year, uh, the 20 year mark. You guys are going to be 25 years in, I, I want to say in a year or two um, with the band. Uh, what advice would you have for younger bands to to somehow keep the longevity? What what is necessary for them to to make it to that twenty five year mark like you guys are going to make here in a year or two? <laughs> grinding and compromises. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like grinding. Like I don't know if that if you can like um, if you can transport that in the in the newer times. Now, as a as a young band, we were like, I mean, me and Andy are the only founding members left. Um, it started as a school band. So we were crazy young when we started this band. Um, and uh, yeah, even then through the years, members changed. But um, yeah, we were playing everywhere possible for so little money. And I see nowadays a lot of bands, at least in Europe, I don't know about the States, but in Europe, like there's a newcomer band, um, get invited to be a support for some bigger band. And then they ask for a ridiculous amount of money. And then it's like, the promoter's like, what? Like, you guys want like 2,000 euros? The main act gets four, and you are just drawing 10 pe- people. You want 2,000? And then it's like, oh, if we don't get this money, we don't play. So there's many young bands with this attitude these days, here at least, they wow. that they ask for a lot of money being a support band and stuff like that. Of course, I always think that the support should get, if it's a local band, doesn't matter, or like a younger band, they should get at least gas money and some food and also some money on top if it's possible, depending, you know. But uh, younger bands these days, sometimes they they want to take the easy way. They ask for crazy much money and don't want to play like long. We drove like to, 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 to Spain for one show. You know, we drove like 20 hours in a car, uh, cramped together and got like, 
200 euros, like $250 for that wasn't even covering the gas, even clothes and stuff like that. And other bands ask for like, which are younger now, they want to drive like two hours and ask for 2000. If they don't get that, they don't even play because no, oh, whatever, you know, it's like some bands, younger bands seem to become a bit lazy. So what we did is like, we played every possible show we could actually find. And um, yeah, I mean, what I mean with compromises is uh, part of a joke, but also like if you are in a band with with the same guys for so many years, you know, people change and you have to adjust to their new personality and stuff like that. So over the years, everybody, because we are very different in, in the band, you know, different interests, different different characters, but you we learn to live with this and we are, we are totally cool with it. You know, I think this is also why some bands which exist longer at some point break up because uh, yeah, they got sick of each other because maybe someone someone has different uh, opinions nowadays or some different interests or something, you know, like somehow we 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 managed it somehow to accept each other for for who they are, you know. The music scene has changed so much as well that maybe during that time you guys did have a, a very good chance to get where you are today where I think do you feel the bands have that same opportunity? Um, with the modern day system and how it's set up for bands? I think it's actually easier mm. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, somehow. I, I mean, I, this, at, least, at least it's easier to get your name around with the internet yes. and with the Spotify uploads and all that. You don't have to 100% have a record deal before you can upload your music publicly and stuff like that. That wasn't really possible in the past, you know? I mean, at least this, this part of it is easier these days. The do the do it yourself approach very much easier. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, um, I feel like the harder part is because there's so much out there is to get noticed. That is true. Yeah, is to that get is to get noticed because I've said it many times. Is like there was a time in my life I never thought I missed anything great, and now in modern times I feel like man, I got to be missing great stuff everywhere because there's so much stuff out there. You know, it's so hard to find it. Um, Actually, that, for the same reason. Yeah, for the same because it is so easy to get your name out there, so everyone is doing it, you know. So there's so much going on that you miss on a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talking about touring, you guys obviously, like everybody, the band in in the world has been uh, stopped on the touring front. Are you antsy to get back out there, or have you gotten kind of comfortable um, staying at home this last year or so? No, I'm uh, like uh, we are a band which always loves to tour, play shows, and stuff like that. And um, for us, especially, it was hitting a little bit harder or let's say a little, little earlier than for others because we actually um, had a break from like September 2019 on because we started in 2019 already writing the album and wanted to do the touring and all this 2020. And then in March, it all when we actually wanted to come with the album and come out, then everything stopped. So for us, it's like even longer. It's like since I don't know, like almost summer 2019, we didn't play any shows. That's almost two years soon. You know, that is like somehow really depressing. But I mean, what I what I tried is to keep myself busy, busy, keep being creative. Like I said in the beginning, we have a whole new album also pretty pretty much finished you know we have the ep finished so we kept ourselves busy and um we might we might play some kind of streaming event like not just a show but like a whole evening with us with interviews and stuff like that to connect back with the fans 
And uh, because we are a band which really misses that, we always like touring and all that kind of things. But um, I try to not think about it too much. I have my own recording studio where I keep writing stuff and keep myself busy being creative because, yeah, we really can't wait to go out. It's it's becoming ridiculous, actually. Yeah, it seems the light seems to be at the end of the tunnel, um, at least for us out here. I don't know how it is in your area, but it does, like, for me, it, it seems like they're going to be opening things up in the summer out here uh, for bands to tour and things like that. And I know you guys haven't toured the States. How long has it been since you guys have actually toured the States? Has it been like a decade or am I am I off? Has it been like 10 years? Mm, I'm not sure. The last tour we did was with All Shall Parish, I think, in okay. the States. Okay. I have... I have no idea how long that is ago, but uh, it, it's a while. Yeah, it's a while. It's been a while. And so, when when touring comes back out there, do you guys can do you guys want to come back out here, or has it been? Because a lot of bands I've talked to from over on the other side, they say it's very difficult to get the passports and everything in order to come back out here. What are the chances of when touring gets back that you guys are going to maybe uh, come back out here to the states and do something? Yeah, we always we always talked to uh, to, to some promoters uh, in the states to come back because it seems that a couple of people there over there are really anxious to see us and stuff like that. But as you mentioned, it is not easy for us to come over, and um, it it's actually also really expensive for us, mm-hmm. you know. And the problem is, the longer we don't come, the less money we get offered for shows because promoters are not so sure how much how many people we draw and how much money they can expect so that's like a vicious circle somehow you know because the the the, the visas are going to be expensive there's the flights and stuff like that we have to cover and um yeah and then um and then uh, because we didn't come there for so long the the money situation gets worse by what we get offered so it's for us really hard to not to come there and not lose money even you know to pay to play somehow that's something which we can't really afford as a full-time band being like uh being like uh yeah we it's our job and we can't do a tour and then afterwards come home and put everyone like five grand into it or something you know absolutely and uh, it's just something we can't really justify to our family somehow too you know but um if if there is a way that we can come over um, we really would love to do that because we toured pretty often in the States, actually. I think we did like eight to ten tours in mm-hmm. the States somehow already. And uh, we always loved it there. And um, um, if we get an opportunity, we we um, definitely would go. We got an offer once from one promoter, but uh, we thought that the bands, we were we would have been the headlining band, and but we thought the opening bands were not really fitting was really crazy grindcore death metal things and i think that we thought that doesn't fit to our scene to our music somehow and also the promoter wanted to get us go the safe way and sell a lot of vip and meet and greets and stuff like that and we are not a fan of this you know if we want to meet the fans we meet the fans we don't want the fans to pay to meet us for meet and greet I mean, it's maybe a different mentality in the States, but we as a band have never been a fan of that, that fans have to pay us to get an autograph from us. If they get it, they get it for free, you know? And um, this was also like a tough decision inside the band because we talked if we should go this way and do this, but we were not really sure, like in the band. Also, some said yes, some said no. And then we thought, well, we just don't go that way, you know? 
absolutely no i appreciate that and and i think that's very fair and i think that uh the meet and greets like you said i think is is to is a is a financial benefit to make sure that these tours are working for a lot of the bands that are coming out here um like you said but i, I also just put my i just yeah so, sorry to interrupt i don't want to justify bands who do that but we as a band never wanted to do that you absolutely. know i'm not calling out other bands to say oh you're assholes because of you're doing that you know it's just if they're fine with it they're fine with it. so ours it was never really an option absolutely no that's cool man i respect that a hundred percent that is great so as you were talking about you guys have been working on a new a new record on top of the ep guys one more time ep zeitgeisters coming out may 14th make sure you guys are checking out if you haven't guys go check out the intolerance video it's out right now great video i mean such a heavy song i mean like you said it's from 99 it's just one of you guys i I always found it to be one of the heaviest songs and it's it's great it it, it the re-envision is excellent as well so uh, but with the new record, we we you know Gravity came out a couple years back, and then obviously Elements. You know, you guys used a, there was a lot of progression in your music. Is the new music also kind of following that progression, or when you were doing Zeitgeist, um, were you kind of coming back to like that old school era that you yeah, guys had? Yeah, a bit. It, it's a bit more more heavy, more dark, mm. more dissonant. Somehow, it has some more hardcore elements. I mean, of course, you still hear. If you would hear the new album right now, it is you still hear the the influence of elements and gravity and I'm nemesis and all these kind of things. But you also hear for sure older things, I would say, and also like you can hear Zeitgeist actually in the new album as well because it's a bit more rough, a bit more angry. Like I, I would I would say the new album is a lot more angry than the previous couple records. I would say. Nice, man. And so, as you mentioned, is there uh, just at a ballpark, uh, what is the goal to uh, release it? Do you guys want to release it without touring or do you want to wait till you can do a full tour behind it and all that stuff? What what, do you, what is your guys' plans on that? That's, that's actually the point. We were, um, we were holding off and uh, it was supposed to come out la- last year in October and with the tour in November. But um, yeah, we were like pushing it back because we want to be able to completely promote it we are on tour with the album and stuff like that. Um, so we thought, okay, let's keep the EP when it was supposed to be. The EP is actually not delayed or something. The EP comes right out when it was supposed to come out. Um, and the album will be pushed back. We, we are thinking about winter this year, or if the pandemic here in Europe is maybe a bit longer because with the vaccine here, it takes like forever. So it might be even next year. So we are pushing back the album as far as we have to, I mean, we we will we will finish it. We are our singers right now in the studio recording the vocals, the last couple of bits. So I think mixed, I will I will have it mixed probably in like two months. So we are ready to release it. But I think uh, as soon as we know when we will be able to surely tour, then we will set a release date. I would probably expect maybe early next year, around around March, that we can tour in summer or something like that, maybe. I would that's, think that's, that's a realistic guess. That's a great ballpark. No, I think that's great. We got new music coming out here in May this year, and then March next year, dude, fans will be stoked about it. Now, one thing I, I people always bring up when I when I do talk about you guys is the split EPs you guys did with Heaven Shall Burn, the Caliban versus Heaven Shall Burn. And in our mindset, there's always a trilogy. There's always going to be a third one. And you guys put out... <laughs> Uh, man, 20 years ago, I think the first one, then five years later, and uh, part one and part two, and us fans, we loved them, you know? Have you guys ever talked about being like, let's complete this and make it a trilogy? 
Yeah, actually, we actually we get asked. Both fans get asked all the time. Quite quite a few times, and um, we were talking about it quite a few times too. But then either we are busy or they are busy and stuff like that. And then we had the idea, maybe we do it as a farewell. If both bands say at some point, okay, that's it, we retire now. Then we do this as as a goodbye thing, maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Right. I don't want you guys to go, but I like I like the idea. <laughs> so, but, uh, I hope I hope so. Let's hope it uh, it will not be so soon for this. Absolutely, uh, man. Heartbreak. But you do you do feel that you will complete this trilogy eventually. You do yeah. think it's going to happen? That's great news, man. Both both bands uh, both bands are really into that still. You know. Excellent, man. So, last question. I want to tell everybody one more time, dude. I love talking touring because I've missed it so much. You brought up the streaming. Love the streaming. I've been, I've been, I can't tell you how many shows I've seen this year, and it's been a blast for me. Of course, I want the live venue and the live experience, but the streaming shows have been really a blessing that a lot of bands have been doing. I know you guys you, you're, might be doing it. It's in the works for sure, or is it kind of like up in the air still if you guys are going to pull that off? Um, it is definitely like we are still talking about when because we actually thought about as a release show, but then timing-wise, it wasn't so good because a couple of the veterans were too busy to do a certain kind of rehearsals, and we are not allowed. We were not allowed to do a rehearsal also and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely in the making, and it's probably going to be like a like a four-hour kind of event, maybe a bit more, because we want it to be. Um, a full evening with us you know we have some guests over we have like a like a like some kind of like a talk sit down talk people in because there's going to be a chat on the side so people who are, who are watching can ask questions we have some people we uh, always have been friends with so for example miller from creator will probably be there mm. maybe mike from heaven shall burn and a couple other friends you know we, we were thinking about inviting or that they are coming over, we talk about music and talk about a couple things, and then we have a, this this concert as the, the the highlight somehow, and then people can go backstage and ask also after the show a little bit, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, so like uh, that we share like a whole evening experience with them besides having just the show, and we wanted also not not just like a streaming show, like a rehearsal room show or something. We planned it as a like a really that it really looks like a live concert, you know, with the stage, with lightnings, with the light show, everything, you know. So I think it could be taking place after summer, maybe realistically the way we plan it, maybe August, September. Dude, exciting, nice. So fans out there, make sure you don't miss it out. Whenever it's announced, like right now, we're just talking time frames, but whenever it's announced, make sure you don't miss out. I'm excited to see you guys do. A streaming show, like I said, I've been a huge fan. I really think even after venues open, that bands can uh, can do these for the fans across the world. Like we were talking about, if, if we can't make a tour to the States, why can't we do a streaming show for the guys, you know, to, to hear the new songs live in some sort of capacity? I really do like uh, at least that part of what's happening for uh, the music scene during this, this kind of rough year that everybody's experiencing. So, But with that, Mark, I want to thank, thank you, man, so much, dude. One more time, everybody. Zeitgeister, the new EP from Caliban, is coming out May 14th, dude. So with that, Mark, I want to thank you so much, dude, for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you very much for your interest, and I hope I hope my English was good enough for the people to understand, because I'm a bit rusty in English, too. <laughs> this, this is-
Metal Sucks Podcast. Sucks podcast. Don't fuck down, you'll never die. You'll make me a walking in the sky. 
All right, guys, and we are back. Both the first two songs you heard, guys, are off the latest EP, Zeitgeister. It's coming out May 14th. That is this Friday, guys. First song is the new track off the record. It is Nichts. And the second song is the reimagined version of the song Intolerance. It's Intolerance. Both of those songs are on Zeitgeister, guys. Make sure you are picking it up. It is coming out May 14th. Third song you heard is from a band called Tooth and Claw. That track is called Your Crucifixion. And their new album, Dream of Ascension, is coming out May 21st. If you guys dug that song, make sure you're picking it up. Once again, Dream of Ascension is coming out May 21st. And with that, guys, I want to thank everybody out here for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. That is all we ask for as a show. If you guys can take the time, go to that Apple iTunes, click five stars. That's all we care about, man. That's all we ask for. That's all I care about. This is about. an extra episode for you guys this week, an extra one. With, with rape talk. Right. <laughs> That's what you came that here for. That deserves at least a five-star review, hopefully. And that, guys, also for checking out, and we want to thank you guys for checking out our other podcast, Rise to Offend, the documentary discussion podcast, where we do what we just did here on many topics that were deemed offensive at a certain time. So, guys, make sure you check that out, Rise to Offend. That is our other podcast. And until a few days, my friends, we'll have another episode up for you guys. Talk to you then. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.